You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. coming to you, host of Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. I wish I was could say I'm coming to you from sunny California, but it is dreary and it's rained all night out here. So I'm coming to you from dreary, rainy Northern California. And welcome to the program. It's February 13th. Can you believe it? And it's one day before Valentine's Day. We, on this program, have talked a little bit about this special day, uh, and we talked about it last week, and I'm going to continue talking about it with you because it provides such a great opportunity to have a relationship touchdown. Many folks feel that Valentine's Day is a Hallmark Card Day tradition. Well, I've felt that way in the past, too, but I don't feel that way anymore. There might be some truth to that because about 150 million Valentine's Day cards are exchanged annually. Wow. That makes Valentine's Day second to Christmas when it comes to sending a card. I don't know if email cards have taken away from that statistic because it's like a two-year-old one. I imagine so. So even if you don't want to participate in what is called the Romance Day, I can't help but believe that using this day to tell someone you love or care about how special he or she is to you will be a relationship touchdown. This is because each one of us likes to be appreciated for all we do. We like to be reminded that we are loved and cared about. In considering my thinking about Valentine's Day as a day to remind your loved one how much you care about him or her, it also occurred to me that Valentine's Day and the idea behind it needs to be expanded. Have you ever worked in an environment in which you are only noticed if you make a mistake? I have. Years ago, I turned this around. I let people I work with know how much I value my affiliation with them. I thank each one of them for one special idea, work project, something that they have supported me in, and I had a conversation, and we talked about what I appreciated that they had done over the year. And I have to report, it stimulated productivity, enthusiasm, and creativity because the folks I work with felt appreciated. I use Valentine's Day as a marker to express gratitude, whether it is in a platonic or a romantic relationship. So I'm going to share with you three suggestions to create a relationship touchdown on Valentine's Day. Ready? One, think outside the box. Candy and flowers are no-brainers. Think outside the box. I once had a friend give me a little rock that had on it 
I am so grateful for knowing you. And this little gift meant so much to me, I still carry it today. Number two, if you're thinking about what to do for Valentine's Day with a romantic interest, ask them what you could do that would feel loving to them. One of my male patients uh, who's been married for 20 years told me he had always given his wife flowers. He said that she was never enthusiastic about them. This year, he asked his wife, what would feel loving as a way of letting you know how much I love you? And his wife responded, I'd like you to take the kids somewhere so I could have two hours of extra sleep. That would feel so loving. And my patient couldn't believe his wife's response. He's excited about giving her this wish. And number three, if you have no romantic interest this year, or if you're turned off by romance at this point in your life, celebrate one of your talents. Appreciate and acknowledge yourself. Last year, one of my single female patients told me she was going to a movie by herself, a chick flick. She was going to appreciate her bravery for doing something unusual, which was doing an activity by herself. So again, think outside the box, think outside the box. It's so easy and thoughtful, but really easy to pick up the phone and order flowers. Think of something that might be more meaningful to the person you're thinking of gifting. There are many ways to acknowledge the people you care about and the people you work with and the people who provide you with services, such as your hairstylist or your trash collector or your tax preparer, as about that time. Um, use Valentine's Day as a marker and as an opportunity to create in your, be creative in your caring. And listeners, I have something for you. I have a Valentine's Day gift for all of you. In fact, this is the Valentine's Day gift I'm going to give my husband. So if any of you out there know him, you have to promise me that you'll keep my secret. My husband has many responsibilities in his life. He has little time to spend organizing himself in a manner that would make his life easier. And when he tries, he finds himself getting frustrated because tackling one organizing project leads to frustration because his trying to create one line of organization leads to discovering many organization projects. I honestly can't blame him. I watch his struggle. I empathize with him. So on this Valentine's Day, I'm going to make my husband's life easier. I'm going to give him Karen Schroeder. Now, don't fall down and be shocked. There's nothing you need to be concerned about. There needs to be no thought that Dr. Ann has gone over the edge. Karen Schroeder is a professional organizer. She is the gift I gave my husband for Christmas. And she's the gift I'm going to give him for Valentine's Day because it will make his life easier and he really enjoys having her help him organize or organizing for him. So Mrs. Schroeder is the owner of The Orderly Outcome, which is a professional organizing company based in Walnut Creek, California. Karen is a member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals and is on the board of directors in her San Francisco Bay Area chapter. 
She holds certificates in residential, workplace, and life transition organizing. One of her many specialties is working with families, couples, and aging adults who seek help with decluttering, downsizing moves, and managing life transitions. It is my pleasure to introduce Karen Schroeder, professional organizer extraordinaire, and I can testify to that personally. Karen, welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. Dr. Ann, thank you so much for having me this morning. Oh, it's, it's my honor. I have so many questions I want to ask you. First of all, would you tell us how one becomes a professional organizer? Absolutely. Um, being an organizer is really something that comes naturally. Um, the wonderful thing that there is is having the need for so many people out there that, uh, that need our service and can use our service. In terms of becoming a professional organizer, being part of an association like NAPO is huge. NAPO offers many levels of education. There are opportunities to continue our education and earn certificates in specialty areas like you stated that I have in residential workplace and life transitions. Many work towards becoming a board-certified professional organizer. We call it a CPO. And they've worked many paid hours and extensive experience in the field to get to this level of their organizing uh, career. Well, I can personally attest when you come to my house and organize my husband's office, it is an amazing thing to watch. And I, I found you just by luck. And I wonder if you would advise our listeners about how one finds a professional organizer who's professional. Sure. You went through the channels uh, that many do, maybe a Google search, uh, looking at websites, or even Yelp. Referrals are always a great source. Talking with your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, uh, people at church. Napo.net has a search engine uh, which um, is available to inquire by the area that you live in and a specialty that possibly you're looking for. So, will you spell that? Is it N-A-P-O? Correct. N-A-P-O dot net. N-A-P is in Paul dot net. Okay, well, there's a good piece of advice. And I wanted to know, Karen, what led you to want to be a professional organizer? (laughs) Well, growing up in a very tidy home was a good start at a very young age. Uh, My mom is still my mentor by far. She continues in her 80s to text me photos of the closets and the uh, areas, not only in her own home, but um, in her church that uh, she organizes and and helps others uh, in that same way. Um, uh, she and I are a lot alike in that area, which I guess is not surprising um, that I migrated to this industry. Um, I've worked in several fields over the years, and each were in desperate need of order. I found that when I looked back um, at what all I had accomplished and and in my different jobs, that really uh, bringing organization into my jobs and into the companies and a lot of volunteer uh, organizations that I worked with was um, uh, what I enjoyed and, and really my passion. 
Well, I think it's really interesting that the idea of a a professional organizer helps with all kinds of relationships because this is about relationships. It helps with work relationships, a relationship with yourself, with your spouse and partners. I think it's just such an amazing profession. And in the introduction, I mentioned some of the services you specialize in. I was wondering, would you review all of the services you provide and also educate our listeners about all of the service possibilities one can get from hiring a professional organizer? Well, I tell you, if I took the time to tell you all of them, we'd probably be here for the entire morning. But um, <laughs> well, stated, We're coming up on a hard break in about a minute. So, Okay. As you stated, um, I typically work with families, couples, and aging adults. Um, The common thread in most of my clients is that they have gone through a transition in their life. Um, Many of our clients have had a recent move, become empty nesters, had a job change, a change in relationship status or a death in the family and so on. Other clients are getting ready for a transition, maybe downsizing to move or preparing for the arrival of a baby. Transition cause a change in gears and it's difficult with our busy schedule these days to see beyond that chaos that it causes. Maintaining a home can be challenging these days. Multiple um, uh, jobs and uh, our kids that have so many activities um, just don't allow us the time that that, uh, families used to have together in the home. So Karen, coming up on a hard break, I want you to hold that thought because it's very, very interesting. And listeners, we will be right back with Karen Schroeder, professional organizer. Ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me and i am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers Call them. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. Listeners, this is Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, and we are here talking with professional organizer Karen Schroeder. And we had to take a break. And Karen, I was asking you about um, educating our listeners about those service possibilities. 
when they hire a professional organizer. I was wondering if you could pick up where we left off. Sure, sure. Um, so we had talk, we or I had mentioned that um, main, maintaining a home um, in today's world uh, has become really challenging for so many people and families, uh, just with our busy schedules and um, and aging uh, aging adults that uh, sometimes our younger people are are caring for children and their adults at the same and their uh, parents at the same time. So I try and come in and help our clients by meeting them where they are finding out what their goal is and looking at the point in time that the disorganization began and then setting a process to get them back on track and to that end vision. Uh, in most cases, what is needed is to work side by side with somebody. Uh, it's important for a professional organizer to transfer their skills to the client so that uh, the system and the order that we set up can be maintained. Um, professional organizers um, do have many different uh, specialties, and um, like I said before, we could be here uh, for quite a while going into all the different ones. Well, I was going to ask you about that, but first I want to say, when you came to my house um, a few weeks ago, I said to you, oh, my God, I don't have time to do the laundry room. Would you just do it? And you so graciously did. And I came back when you were about done, and I said, oh, show me what you did. And there was the most amazing organizing system I have ever seen, and I promise you on the air I will keep that organizing system in place. It is fabulous. So even though you resisted answering this question, I'm going to ask you, do professional organizers have specialties? They definitely can have specialties. I refer to myself as a generalist. Um, at this point, I really enjoy the variety that each job brings. I am not ready to limit myself. Um, other organizers uh, have created a specialty and will only do that type of job and refer uh, other clients um, out to other organizers. So, for example, uh, we could, um, there are organizers that just order photos or just uh, work with senior care management that might be downsizing or moving them into a care facility, working with the families um, if there is um, a passing in the family. There's financial organization, there's office spaces, even feng shui organizers. Uh, there are... Wow. Um, yeah, it just is really amazing when you um, when you dive into this um, into this field that professional organizers take it where their passions lead, and and obviously that's going to create the best uh, situation um, that you can get. Um, all of us, of course, have heard of hoarding due to the mm-hmm. show that was on. And uh, that is truly a specialty, along with productivity, has uh, become a very popular form of organizing. Naturally, productivity occurs when we are organized, but there are organizers that specialize in just that productivity portion of organization. I so am, as you can I see, it goes that. Yeah. 
It is fascinating. It goes everywhere. So how does one get a feng shui organizer in the on the web? You can go to napo.net, and that's a form of, of um, one of the specialties that um, organizers will will uh, provide. Oh, my gosh. And I must tell our listeners, when Karen is here, she works every minute she's here. I constantly offer her ice water, tea, coffee. Nope, she has her water, and she does not stop. She's like a dynamo. So I've never seen anything like it. So on air, thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> oh, you're so I, welcome. I could do it for hours on end, and it's just it's been I, a joy. I to love see. it. You're passionate about your career. Um, talk to us about the organization systems you create. Sure. Uh, functionality is really the top priority. We want the, our clients to um, have, have these systems in place that work. Um, it needs to be easily maintainable, obviously, because we want this to continue throughout the years to come for our clients. And it needs to have space to grow because life takes different paths, and we need it to be able to adapt to uh, those possible changes that we might see um, or foresee, you know, in the future for our clients. Um, for example... Um, if maybe bills aren't getting paid or the mail is piling up, we'll come in and work on a system from how it gets from the mailbox and into the home. From there, maybe a landing space is necessary where it can be placed until the next step that that client is ready to take. So possibly there's a basket that we're putting uh, inside the front door or on a on a table where all the mail is going to go instead of it being carried into multiple rooms and getting misplaced or lost. Um, from there, maybe um, the next step would be uh, to set a system where they're going to have a day of the week that works for them to sit down and go through that basket. Maybe it's a case of sitting at the kitchen table on a Sunday morning with a recycle bin and a shred box that will be located there, and that's making it easy for them to go through all of their mail. It takes care of the excess by being able to put it into the recycle or being able to put it into your shred box so that it's safely disposed of. And then once that client has gone through their mail and is, has their bills in front of them and can sit there and pay those, then possibly our system would be to put those bills back into that same basket maybe by the front door or um, on an entry table so that Monday morning it's visible and ready to go out to the mailbox. So you that can see that it's a system right, that needs to fit into the routine to be able to be maintainable. So you, I, let me make sure I understand this. So you identify a problem that they have or they identify it and you take them through a whole process in order to organize how the issue is solved in one way or another. Is that true? Correct, yeah. And it's really just working one-on-one -on -one or with the family, you know, to see how it fits with them because that's what's the important part. If I came up with the, the system on my own or maybe how I do something at my home isn't necessarily going to work for somebody else. 
Well, I'm just going to share a personal experience with you. So we had a linen closet <laughs> that was sort of organized. It had stuff in various baskets. And then we had a laundry room that was a disaster. So my husband had shelves made for this long space. And we uh, initially put the cleaning products into the linen closet, and we moved the linens into another space. And then the shelves arrived in the laundry room, and we moved everything from the linen closet into the shelves in the laundry room. And listeners, it looks so beautiful. But we redid. You had a process and a place, and then we came up with an alternative. So... I guess my point is not only did you follow it from beginning to end, but you were able to change it in sort of the middle. Correct. Being able to adapt to things is, is definitely thinking on our feet is uh, one of our one of our, our skills. Um, and when you do have constraints in spaces, it's really a case of of seeing the big picture and seeing. Um, maybe there is a, a plan A and then a plan B once, like you say, the shelves were installed, but we're going to take it and, and move it through those steps until we can get it to that end place where it feels functional. I just love it that it's sort of very flexible and that w- you're able to work with changes in the household or new thoughts or new ideas. So. It's sort of like you have something in your mind when you see the project, but you're also able to adapt to other things, right? Correct. When we come in, um, most of us have a lot of spatial awareness, and so when we do come in first thing into a project, it is pretty easy for us to quickly determine um, some some basic changes that, that could take place that would be very helpful. Yeah, well, you know, I'm spatially impaired, so I really value your services. (laughs) But um, so please operationalize for us how you create organization systems. Do you provide containers, for example? What do you do? So it starts with a consultation, um, which we've done together, um, seeing the space and and, um, usually taking pictures so that I can go back and, and review the photos and, in my mind, uh, see how I can best use all of the, the options that we have. Uh, discussing what works and, most importantly, what doesn't work uh, is crucial in, in starting the creation of those systems. Looking for a flaw in the flow and how I can better direct that flow. And in terms of opening space, uh, we use what we call the SMART system as a basic rule of thumb. And SMART stands for sort, purge, assess, containerize, and evaluate. And we wow. remind our clients of the system uh, when we're wrapping up because it is what we're working with them on on a daily basis. But if they can remember that sort, purge, assess, containerize, evaluate and use that on their own, it helps them to maintain years to come, maintain the things that are coming in and out of their lives. But you mentioned... Wait, wait, wait. We're coming up on a break here. 
unfortunately. But we're going to come back, listeners, with Karen Schroeder and get smart. We will be back in a few minutes. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here with professional organizer Karen Schroeder. And Karen, before the break, you were talking to us about how to get smart. And I was wondering (laughs) if you could return to that for a a minute or so and explain that in more detail. Of course. Uh, So SMART for professional organizers, again, stands for sorting, purging, assessing, containerizing, and evaluating in the very end process. So we start with the sorting process, and that's collecting all the things together and sorting through that um, and really looking at the use of those items. So sorting by the use and possibly what area they're going to be in. Then it's a case of working with our clients on purging and really looking into the items that they have and when they've last used them, their uses of those items, and do they see a use for it in the future and possibly going ahead and letting go and passing that along, donating it, um, uh, in some cases selling, selling an item. And then we step back and kind of assess where we've, where we've taken the project or the, the session at that point um, and see if we're headed down the right road and and are we getting to that place um, that feels comfortable with the client and being organized. Um, We don't get to the containerizing part until we've worked through those three processes 
And so many of the time, um, times the jobs that we have, we don't want our clients to go out and uh, purchase containers as Dr. Ann, I think I told you that uh, we were going to wait and see on a lot of it, what we do need, because so many clients already have the containers that we need to use. And so um, sometimes we can skip that that um, uh, use of budget and not need to spend any more money on the containers. Um, but there always are some situations where we do need some specialized containers to really help with uh, the project and um, create a system. And once we have containerized, then we're going to step back and really evaluate, is the system working for the client? Can we walk through it? Does it make sense? And is it maintainable is the, is the bottom line. Well, you worked your magic on my husband because he has a lot of um, memorabilia, like his Eagle Scout badges and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, when he was tenaciously holding on to things that really were very important to him, we now have a bunch of empty baskets that were containing those things. I think I have, I don't know, at least 10 large empty baskets, so thank you. <laughs> um, I, was, I was curious, Karen, do you have favorite places that you shop that specialize in providing organizational staples such as baskets or boxes or binder holders and other items like that? These days, there's an endless option uh, with online marketplaces to find uh, any kind of container that you can possibly need. I do have favorite products that I have found that work well in a variety of spaces. Uh, the container store, of course, has options for most spaces in homes and offices. Um, you can get lost in there at times, and uh, that's why I like to offer the service of shopping for my clients because sometimes you get into a big store and uh, you get lost. Really, there's so many options that it's um, hard to to stay on track and, and find the, re- the best pieces for your need. I, um, and I enjoy IKEA's products. They make my favorite bin, and they have a fabulous pot lid holder for kitchens that I have used in each one of the kitchens that I've organized. I um, want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go there Put next. that on your list, okay? Uh, sure. I never knew that. <laughs> um, Walmart has other great options. I love their bamboo kitchen accessories, like the expandable spice shelf that they carry. Um, but really, any container can have a purpose without having to buy new items. Uh, shoe boxes and small boxes like jewelry, ones that jewelry come in, um, are great to work with in, in drawers or small spaces. Uh, jars and yogurt containers um, can, can hold a number of, of items. It's just a case of being creative. Uh, Pinterest, of course, has um, just skyrocketed our, um, our ability, even if we're not creative, to uh, go on and see what other creatives have uh, come up with in uh, terms of organizing and what you can use that that you probably have in your recycle bin or or uh, in your garage or in your in your closet that you've forgotten about. So it really depends on the outcome and and the visual effect that the client is wanting on what level of of containerizing that we take it to. 
Well, I can say that you brought the containers to my house, and honestly, there were containers that I'd never seen before, but they worked perfectly. And uh, listeners, I had Karen over to my house to see my husband's office. Honey, I don't mean to be insulting, but your office was a disaster. Um, And we had a conversation about how I saw him struggling with organizing his many projects. And how do you decide exactly what requires organization and how to organize it? Sure, it's a process, and the process starts with sorting through what is already in the space. And in doing that, it lets me see where the priorities lie. I ask a lot of questions to get a clear understanding of how the space will be used. And we work to clear out what's no longer needed, right? That's the, that's the purging stage. So it's going through and sorting then it's that purging, and after that stage, that's what opens up space. It opens up space both mentally and physically, and we find that that allows new possibility to come in, and that's the space where I see such a big transition in a client. Um, mm-hmm. We talk through my ideas for a system, and we work together to tweak it to make it fit just right. Um, and that's a process um, because, like you said, when we're working with spaces, maybe we're going to start in one space, but as things evolve over the time of the project, other areas open up and we're able to take advantage of them. Yeah, um, it's just amazing. Right. And, and when we work through it as that smart, that smart process, um, and it doesn't take long to for the client to see that opening become available. And it's a physical change that I love to be able to see in the clients. You see it in their posture, in their mm-hmm. mannerisms, in everything that, that um, you are working with them through. It just naturally opens up, and uh, it's so gratifying um, to as, as the organizer to see that that's a, a work in process and that you've gotten to that stage. Well, here's something about myself, listeners, um, that I find extremely funny is that I got Karen as a Christmas, and I'm getting her for a Valentine's present for my husband. But the truth is, I then said, oh, my gosh, Karen, could you help me with A, B, and C? And so (laughs) I sort of um, absconded with her. (laughs) And now... We've wandered. (laughs) Yeah, we've wandered. And so... Also, in watching you work with my husband, I went, oh, my gosh, this is so um, interesting. I can do this. And so I have purged on my own and had you organized. So I guess now instead of giving you as a gift to my husband, you are a family gift. <laughs> so thank <Aww>. you. <laughs> we always I joke. Pers- we always joke that uh, in organizing, it, it's like the child's book, you give a mouse a muffin or a mouse a cookie, I think it is. You give a moose a muffin and you give a mouse a cookie. Where you end up may be you know, completely in a different place. So it's always, it's always fun to see what paths we end up taking in our client's home. Oh, I'm so appreciative because you just go with the flow. So um, what do you do 
when, when you think your client ought to recycle or donate some of their belongings and they just won't give them up, and I would think that might be a little frustrating. Right. Sometimes it can be. Um, but uh, what's helpful to me is I can always picture how the space can look, but that might not be the picture my client has. So it's my responsibility to understand their vision and see it through their lens. It's not for me to decide, but to ask the questions that help the client to establish that clarity about their belongings and space. Several important questions I use are, if you saw this in a store today, would you purchase it again? Mm. Or do you have multiple or similar things? Are you saving this just in case? (laughs) And... Are you only worried about wasting money? And those four questions seem to get to the root of if this item is valuable uh, today and will it be valuable in the days or months and years to come for that client to hold on to. So it helps when they're stuck and it helps reframe their thinking about items that we come across. When I work with a client, I'm not emotionally attached to their belongings. So I understand that it can be difficult for them in the process of letting go. Sometimes we need to come back and revisit an item at a later time, and that's perfectly fine. Um, It's easy for me to see the areas of opportunity of opening a space, but the pace in which we need to go at uh, needs to happen in uh, making sure that they feel safe to make those choices. And, that is so uh, kind. Well, and it has to be a gentle process in order for it to, um, to really feel like it's working for each client. Um, I can't force those, uh, those times where I might feel something isn't needed but they need to come to that assumption on their own. Right, like do I, do I let go of my Snoopy music box that I had when I was four and I'm now 80? I get it. So, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're coming up on a, a hard break in about a minute, but I want to ask you and tell you that personally I view your services as a blessing, and I was wondering if you ever come across people who think that having a professional organizer implies that they're lazy. Sure. Um, There's a lot of shame that comes with feeling disorganized, and um, we all think that it should be easy to stay on top of our clutter, but there's so many factors involved. And when you bring in a professional organizer, we never judge. We understand the causes and appreciate the client's ability to reach out for our help. Hmm. Well, and I want to make a comment here just for myself. I'm of the mind, if it helps your life and you can afford it, do it. If you can't afford it, find out how to do it. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts about why organizing one's um, self seems so difficult for so many of us? We have about 30 seconds and then we're going to break. Sure. Uh, For many, the overwhelm just keeps us from identifying where to begin, and that starting point is really where people get hung up on. Um, 
in most cases, like I said, I work with so many different transitions or trauma, um, and that's where in talking to somebody I can go back to that starting point. And sometimes that's where um, we need to bring in other professionals that maybe need to work through uh, that trauma or that transition that has, has uh, brought this disorganization into somebody's life. Okay. Well, listeners, we're going to have to take a break. And in about two minutes, we will be back at Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio with Karen Schroeder. And before we take that break, I want to uh, congratulate you on the fact that um, your book, uh, Let's Make a Contact, uh, is being reviewed in uh, the reviewer's book watch uh, February uh, 2019. the editor-in-chief is James Cox in a Midwest book review. And um, everything that was said was very complimentary about your book, Let's Make a Contract. So, um, oh, Thank you so much. I think everybody should uh, go to Amazon or wherever it's located and, and get a copy of it. The reviews are just absolutely outstanding. And... Um, there's a bio here of, uh, about Dr. Ann and uh, her writing the book and about the book. So if you've got any questions, can they go online and get a copy of this review as well? Um, you can go to my website at uh, com, and I think the link will be up there shortly. But um, that's so kind of you, David. Thank you so much. And your last name is spelled... S-C-H-I-E, B as in boy, E-R-T, Schiebert. So folks, do that and uh, get a copy of Ann's book. In fact, how many books do you have out now? I have um, three books. The fourth book is going to be out, I think, next month, and that's all in my Let's Make a Contract series. And this next subtitle is called Getting Your Teen Past Opioid addiction. Wow, that's got to be a thick book. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually not, but okay. um, it has all the medical information in there. Good. All right, we'll be back with Relationship Radio and Anne and her guest, uh, Ms. Dynamite herself. Uh, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. This is Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, and today we're having a relationship about getting our houses and offices and whatever organized with Karen Schroeder. So, um, Karen, kind of quickly, can we breeze through the tips I'm going to ask you about? Any tips about how to organize a kitchen? Absolutely. I love to cook, and even more so, I love to cook in an organized kitchen. So it is a passion (laughs) of mine. (laughs) Um, The kitchen needs to be set up in zones or stations, as I call them. Um, To start, you're going to sort all items like with like. For example, you're going to put all of your baking items together. You're going to put things that you um, brew your coffee in the morning and get your cup ready and everything that goes along with that together. You want a food prep area where your knives and your cutting boards and other utensils are easily accessible. A food storage Mm -hmm. station where you have your um, different wraps and your containers so that quickly you can put your food away after a meeting or after a meal. Um, It's really about the flow and um, the how, when, and where a meal is prepared. Because when you think about cooking, there's a beginning, middle, and end. There's the prep time, the cooking, and then the cleanup. And so it's a case of streamlining each of those. And can we say that's the same about the bathroom? Correct. It is. Um, You want to set up, you have a morning routine and you probably have a night routine. And so you want to have each of those, um, um, the things that you use for each of those routines uh, together and accessible at that time uh, when you need them. So maybe uh, you need everything that you're going to style your hair with together in a basket. So in the morning, you know your brush and your blow dryer and your curling iron or whatever is needed is right there when you need it. Well, I'm going to run right into my bathroom right now and do that. (laughs) So uh, I was wondering, do you think that being able to organize oneself is a talent, or is it just that in today's world we are so busy we just don't have time? So I think I mentioned mentioned earlier um, it does have a lot to do with a spatial awareness for a lot. So there are some people that just um, can't see that starting point or – aren't able to come up with those systems. Uh, Our daily tasks um, evolve, um, and we need to be able to uh, change how we we do that every day, how we we, um, get through those tasks and those systems. Uh, When we have interruptions that occur, it really throws our schedules off, and that can be a place where we lose our footing, and it's hard for so many people to 
see how to get that back. And it can be a domino effect as well, mm-hmm. similar to like an auto accident. When you think of all the things that uh, come with some something unexpected and the steps in which you have to go through to get back on track, get that car back in working order, it's the same thing in life. Um, and uh, those disruptions just take a lot out of us. And sometimes it does take having a third eye to come in or a professional organizer to come in and be able to see that path that you need to take. Okay. Now, um, thinking of my own situation uh, and speaking of time, do your customers have time to spend organizing with you, or do they do what I did and said, here's a project, do it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's rare for me to work alone throughout the entire process because, of course, I need input, and I need to ask the questions of the space and functionality. Um, but that being said, um, we always can work with a client and get to the point where we understand the needs, and the, always the containerizing portion is something that we can do. And then when we get to that evaluation um, and assessing point of the process, we're going back and checking back in with a client. And it may mean that there are times together and then times apart um, so that, you know, busy clients can continue uh, in their daily, daily lives and, and work schedules and um, still get to, get to uh, accomplishing the organization goal. Mm-hmm. So since we're a program about relationships, let's talk about how this organization affects relationships. In your opinion... Does living in a mess negatively impact relationships? In terms of physical clutter, um, it's been studied that um, clutter affects women and men differently um, due to their hormonal makeup, which, of course, makes sense. Uh, Women tend to emulate their surroundings. A beautiful space can make a, a woman feel more beautiful, and the same goes with organization or organized space. Uh, the natural makeup of men hormonally with higher testosterone um, allows them to operate differently as well. They can be a bit more passive about their space and have an eye um, for just saying it will get done. It just is going to get done at a different pace, and it will be done someday, um, whereas women um, need that surrounding uh, to... Um, to be cleaner, to be more orderly, to be more beautiful on a regular basis so she feels that on a regular basis. Um, and uh, how each season, it's through a different lens. It really depends. But it can negatively impact um, both of them because they're living in that same space. And if communication is poor and they haven't had the opportunity to work through it together, it can be a negative impact on relationships. And that relationship stems outside of the home to, to workplaces, to, um, it can be a housemate even, um, where uh, those individuals are, are definitely negatively impacted as well. You know, I never thought about um, 
neatness or organization as being as having gender differences. I think that is so interesting, and maybe I need to think about that more in how I personally and some of my patients have been struggling with organization issues with their partners and spouses. I'm so sure. glad you brought that up. Have you and ever had to a- Go ahead. I'm sorry. It comes to an expectation level as well. We each have different expectations, and that sometimes is is uh, where a conversation can begin. Yeah, and I can just imagine if you have uh, a partner or a husband who has ADD and you don't, that could really be a relationship issue. Right. And they can't help it. So um, have you ever had clients with relationship problems that led to disharmony? in the relationship because of the differences in what's neat and what's not neat, what's pretty, what's not pretty? Sure. Um, like I say, it's it's a lot having to do with those expectations. And um, the partners that I've worked with um, had have had differing ideas of what order is. Um, and with my time with them, I can sense that that's causing a divide. So I work with both of them together to create systems and the placement of items um, that is acceptable and functions for both. Wow, good. Okay, well, Karen, Karen Trudor, I want to thank you so very, very much for being a guest on Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio today. And if people want to get a hold of you, how might they do so? They can always reach me through my website, orderlyoutcome.com, or email me at orderlyoutcome at gmail.com. And, of course, I always appreciate a phone call, and my phone number is 925-285-5599. And thank you, Anne, so much for having me. Well, I just have one more question for you that's important. If people don't live in our area, the San Francisco Bay Area, and they need a referral, can they call you? Of course. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to help them find somebody in their own area. Fabulous. So, again, Karen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you as a guest today. And listeners, remember, only you can create your world the way you want it to be. And until next week, have a glowing Valentine's Day. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.